Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Jerick Show. I, as always, am Javad Malik. And uh, on this show, we have got some great stories ranging from inside fighting to leak source code to a very interesting risk question. All that and more coming up on this week's episode. Welcome to The Jerick Show, featuring your hosts, Javad Malik and Eric Krohn. Timely topics poorly presented. Hey Eric, how's it going? <laughs> it's 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 going pretty good, Javad. You know, this is kind of deja vu today. It's it's kind of like we just did this, only maybe somebody didn't hit go live on the broadcast. I don't know. <laughs> kind of weird. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. So what's up, Dan? How's it, my hey, man? How's it? What's good? happening, man? Yeah. You know. So <laughs> maybe there's a character limit of what he sent, but what he actually meant to say was how's it going? Rockstar and groupie. So, um, <laughs> oh, oh, okay. That's how we're playing today. So huh? We're doing good. Hope you're doing good too, man. Hope you're cleaning up IC Square too. So anyway, uh, we we have some good stories lined up today. And the first one is a tweet by Quentin Taylor that I caught, where he's caught a screenshot. And it's the Lapsus group or the Lapsus dollar group, which neither of us know how to pronounce. Yeah, if anyone out there listening knows actually how to pronounce that, um, let us know. I don't know how you're going to do it because we're not talking to you, but, you know, we'll figure something out. Yeah, record a little audio clip and send it to us. But, um, yeah, so uh, the, there's, a, there's a group that hacked um, NVIDIA, the, the popular graphics card manufacturer. And uh, so this is where there's trouble in paradise. Uh, the delay in le leaking their NVIDIA has been due to one of our members begging begging NVIDIA for stupid amounts of money, $10 million plus. Uh, and then he goes, you can blame, hello, I'm Soku. So that is a <laughs> dox right there. <laughs> and then as a result of this, another one of our members had decided to go rogue. And then it's red eye got, uh, some contains details for his IRL friends include, and then there's his phone number there. Uh, we will release the dump within 24 hours. So this is like some next level of uh, infighting. It it's, yeah. uh, I'm just reminded of like, keep your enemy uh, friends close, but your enemies close. <laughs> well, it's funny. You know, we just saw something similar with the Conti group with the big split over supporting Russia versus Ukraine with a bunch of yeah. stuff with that. So it's interesting to see how some of these dynamics are kind of playing out. I don't know. I mean, I guess when there's so much money involved, um, things may tend to get a little bit tense like this. Um, we all know that uh, the, the typical you know, hacker mentality is very much uh, about being part of a, a group and, and not doing everything on your own, right? That, that's how this all works, right? So you put a bunch of these people together and yeah, no, that was sarcasm, Javad, in case you, <laughs> you missed it. I uh, know um, I, I I didn't miss your sarcasm. I just refuse to acknowledge any of your attempts at humor. Hey, speaking of sarcasm, look, look what James just said. Not groupie. It's the rock star in his PA. Now, folks, yes. I got to set this straight. Okay, I am not Javon. Okay, so next story. I don't know what happened to Eric Crone right there, but the next story is uh, Samsung confirms lapsus dollar ransomware hit. Uh, source code leak. Oh, and I'm hearing that Eric is coming back to us. Eric, are you back with us? Uh, what do you uh, make of this? More Lapsus stuff. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's it's definitely out there a lot right now. This is a very popular group, so we should really figure out how to say this. Um, 
but yeah, you know, to see them hit NVIDIA and Samsung, um, I, I wonder if this is one of these groups that's kind of like targeting tech sector or if it's just that they're happening to get into some of these things, right? Like we know that some groups target different sectors, but uh, it's also proof, as it just says there, ransomware is here to stay. You know, we, yeah. we've talked about this so many times where it's just like, oh, look, another ransomware story, you know, but it's it's there. It's it's going to be there for a while. And, and frankly, um, this is a huge challenge. You know, we, we've got so much of this is enabled by cryptocurrency, which we know, and I'm not bashing on Bitcoin or cryptocurrency. There are one or two legitimate uses for it, um, mostly just to burn electrons, heat buildings and, um, you know, stuff like that. Hey, didn't mean to do that again. We saw enough of that crap. Uh, but anyways. Um, cryptocurrency has done that. What's interesting to me, and this is what I just thought of with this is, um, our president Biden just, uh, did some sort of a deal around cryptocurrency, like some sort of a bill or something that he's pushing for cryptocurrency regulation. And it's going to be interesting to see what happens with this. Um, and if it would have any impact on this. Now we know that a bunch of countries got together, um, and decided to fight ransomware. And, you know, we heard some stuff about that. Remember that when that happened? Yeah. Um, it was like a consortium. Um, it seems to be working so well. Um, yeah. <laughs> <I mean, laughs> um, that's a huge shocker and surprise for everybody. But uh, yeah, you know, um, happens to be doing whatever it's doing. So I, I just wonder if we're ever going to run out of material when it comes to ransomware on this show. It keeps this podcast in the go. So uh, uh, this sto next story is uh, something different. Well, it's not really different. It's the same old, same old. But um, that Android virus could actually be malware. Wow. Color me shocked. Um, so there's a dangerous Android malware snuck its way into the Play Store, experts warn. I, I love how this is worded. It's like it snuck its way in. It's almost as if like the, the, the malware was created, became self-aware, hopped on the internet and weaseled his way into the internet. So, right, stuck its foot in the back door when somebody opened it to take the yeah, trash out or exactly. something, right? Yeah. It got up to the app store holding two cups of coffee, waiting for an app to go in, open the door. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, so this is a Trojan, a banking Trojan. Um, so, you know, intercepting SMS, that's critical, like, you know, so it can transfer money from a compromise account, which is critical because a lot of banking is done on your phones these days. Intercept SMS, which, is, which a lot of these banks are still using as your second factor yeah. authentication. Hiding notifications. So a lot of banks will say, hey, there's a new charge in your card. It comes through. You know, so so it's, it's clearly very careful, uh, carefully designed to, you know, really make it hard. So I think that... You know, there's a lot of trust that we put in these official stores, the Android store, the Apple store, what have you. Um, so um, people also need to be careful of what they download, because once it's downloaded and if it can do all these things, it's really like until you actually get your statement or you see your transactions and you see you've got no money, then it, it's a bit too late by then. Though. Yeah, you know, the real story here is not necessarily that something got in the Play Store. Because this happens all the time. I mean, honestly, things get pulled from these app stores all the time, whether it be Apple or whether it be the Android Play Store. Things get in there and then they get caught and they get pulled. 
I think the real story here is there was quite a bit of capabilities with this particular um, piece of malware um, with respect to targeting banking and stuff and financial. So that's kind of the real story here. But honestly, um, we need to be careful when we're downloading stuff, even from those approved stores, because uh, I don't know about you, but I see it all the time where something was pulled from the store, pulled from the store. They found out this happened. It's not something that that is newsworthy in itself. Maybe I'm just grumpy. I need more coffee, man. This is what I get home, get, get no. for getting home at 1.30 in the morning, huh? <laughs> no, you're, you're right. I think stuff always gets in there. We've got to be careful. And it, it's it's like that layered approach, isn't it? You you need the, the app stores to be vigilant and stuff. The thing is, there's, there's a massive gray area between um, proper viruses and Trojans that sneak their way onto the stores. There's a whole bunch of really stuff that sits in the gray area like especially like all this dodgy advertising that comes up i don't know if yeah. you know you've ever seen like like i'm so careful now with my kids because they're at that young impressionable age but sometimes they're playing a game that's like a coloring game and then this ad comes up and the ads are sometimes so inappropriate for the age and for, for what it is it's like it, it, it's shocking and uh, you know it's um I, I i just don't know what you know it's a bit of a mess and it needs to be cleaned up yeah, you know, I laugh about that, but I, I was, I don't remember what web page I was on. It was like, uh, I want to say YouTube or something like that. I was trying to watch some YouTube videos, right? And the ads that keep popping up on the side were for, um, uh, in a kind way, manscaping. Um, but, but talking about relatively, um, you know, open, well, it basically it was like, here's for shaving your balls. Okay. <laughs> I was just like, I really don't care to see this ad all the time. It's, it seems to be the ones with the biggest budgets too, right? It's just like every other ad that cycles through is this one. And I'm just like, dude, so I actually went through and I tried to go through the process of removing ads. And it was such a like jumping through hoops thing. It was like, I had to go one place and then, you know, I'm, I'm starting to get committed at this point. Like, okay, it's not just a matter of, I don't want to see this ad anymore. Then it's like, okay, you need to go to this advertiser. And then here's the campaigns under that advertiser and you need to select them and it's going to pull them out of this browser, but maybe not other one. And I'm just like, you know, this has gotten this, this whole ad thing, speaking of, of, you know, advertising and apps and stuff like this, it's just gotten out of hand with, all of this stuff everywhere and the, how little control you have over that. That That's that's a black hat talk I'd love to see. If you can like go through with it, how I removed ball shaving ads from my, from my timeline, <laughs> I would, I would come and see you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But, fair uh, enough. Fair enough. Yeah. <clears throat> so uh, next one up is uh, Chinese fishing actors consistently targeting European diplomats. So uh, apparently there's a the group TA416, a.k.a. Mustang Panda. I, I just, you've got to love these names. I'm trying to think of the logo that would be like, that would it be like a panda in a, in a, in a Mustang car, you know, like, or, or how exactly would that, a, a panda on a horse? Yes, that's what I'm thinking. Right. Well, the, the, the one with the on rainbows. The <laughs> Oh, nice. Okay. Okay. Anyways. Yeah. Yeah. So they've been uh, consistently targeting European diplomats since August 2020. Um, and most recent activity 
um, no surprise uh, is coinciding with the Russian invasion of Ukraine. So according to reports, like there's like, you know, all this stuff going on. So it's, uh, you know, I suppose it's just a nothing really new here, move along kind of story in some ways, but it just goes to show that regardless of whether you're, especially I think when you're a, in a political sort of situation or you're, 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 you, you work for a media organization or a politician or you're, you're, you're influential in some form or another, you are going to be attacked consistently. And, you know, whichever group it is, nearly all the time, 80, 90 percent of the time, it's always spearfishing. That's that's how they get yeah. to you. And, yeah. uh, you know, it's uh, so it's, it's just, I suppose, interesting to know. But it's here's the next story for you. Uh, it's uh, a bit more technical, so I'll leave it over to you. So take us away with this one. Oh, yeah. OK, that I really appreciate you throwing that on me on a story I haven't even read. That's <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for doing that, Javad. I really appreciate that. And is without this payback for. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And this, this is payback for you not hitting go live and starting the show on our own. Right. Yeah. Now, so Linux kernel dirty pipe. I do love the name. I love the name. Is this about named pipes or something like yes. that? Or... <laughs> nice. Okay. All right. I, I managed to work that out. The coffee is starting to work here. Tell me about this, Javad. This was your story, pal. Here, okay. So all of them are my stories because I'm the chief researcher for this show. Anyway, um, there's a Linux vulnerability that allows an attacker to overwrite data in arbitrary read-only files. And uh, it was um, it was discovered a long time ago, but it took, took a while to figure out. Um, you know, it's like um, corrupt, corrupt files, and he didn't know why, and then he he started to go through how it was. But you know, it's it's basically um, you know, it's like fill the pipe with the uh, arbitrary data, mm, okay. uh, set the pipe buff flag can merge flag in all rig entries, drain the pipe, uh, and then uh, splice data from the target into the pipe just before target offset and write arbitrary data into the pipe he explained so that makes perfect sense oh to simple me. yeah 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 if i was more awake there'd be so much innuendo in this <laughs> i am not even going there you've already like <laughs> spoiled the show with your your talks of like your advertising anyway <laughs> we will wrap up on the last quest uh, last article it's not an article it's a tweet by wolfgang gorlick good friend it's a risk question. So he goes, something happens. It's bad. It grabs everyone's attention. Then someone goes, this seems bad. However, it's part of the threat actors playbook. They've been doing it for a decade. Does the context help or hinder get everyone on board with addressing the risk? I, I think... I don't know. I don't think it needs to be said. I don't think it really helps, to be honest with you. I don't know if it's going to hinder, but I don't think it helps because here's the deal. I mean, here's a problem, right? This this is something that's bad. Um, and now other people are aware of it because it happened now, right? It, it's kind of like, let me think about this with respect to seatbelts, right? Just because we've told people in the past that wearing seatbelts is good and you won't die, does it mean we stop telling people to wear seatbelts? No. No, we don't do that, right? Um, so at, at least in my opinion, I think if it's grabbed everybody's attention and people are paying attention to it, even though it's 10 years old and something happened, though, 
that means that something happened to somebody who didn't fix it. I mean, let's throw this into our world. How many years of phishing emails been going around, right? Oh, yeah. Right? It's bad. It's been going on for a decade. Do we just stop telling people that? Or we go, oh, it seems bad, but it's it's part of their playbook. They've been doing it for a decade. Don't worry about it. Like, is that going to help the problem? No, it's not. Not at all. It doesn't. But, you know, big <clears throat> devil's advocate here. Um, sometimes it can be reassuring. You know, when someone gets hit by something or some, and something new and scary you're, you're exposed to, and, you know, you sometimes feel like you're the only one suffering this particular thing at this moment in time from a psychological perspective it can be helpful to say you know you're not the only victim of phishing email it's been happening to lots of people for decades um and we this is a known playbook i like i said it's an interesting thought experiment because it's intentionally i think left vague up to the reader to interpret the whole scenario in which this is this is played but i um, i do like it i do like the question yeah, you know, it's interesting when when we're looking at things from that standpoint, and you make a good point. I mean, so zero days are interesting. I don't know if you've ever dealt with that, but uh, I was at a place, we had a, a major customer, and they ended up, through their emails, um, we got infected with a zero day. And it was really frustrating, because we could see what was happening. This was an, an email, uh, it was basically an email bomb. So my email server just exploded, right? Um, the queue's huge on this thing. It's trying to dump stuff out. Um, there's no information about what's going on out there anywhere. I had to shut down email, had to deal with all this kind of stuff. And it wasn't until like two days later that they came out and said, oh, okay, well, we figured this out and here's a fix. Um, but it was really, really frustrating not having any information out there at all. I suppose yeah. if you tell people that... Uh, you know, it's been going on for a while. They can maybe go research it and find out ways that other people have dealt with it over the last decade. So that's that's an interesting point. But I also don't think that it's it's psychologically helpful to go, hey, stupid, you got hit by something that people have been dealing with for 10 years. Uh, oh, no, Why see, did see, you? Uh, see, now you know? that, that's where you're putting your own spin on things. It's like, I think the tone matters a lot in, in this mm -hmm. thing. And you're right. I think if you if you approach it from a condescending manner, like, hey, stupid, right. this has been going on for a long time, you didn't know about it, that really hurts. But if it's more of a like, don't worry about it. Yeah. You know, I know it's it's worrying right now, but it's not that much of a big deal as the media is making out or See, out. If you say if you say they've been successful in this tactic for 10 years, yeah. Paints a different picture than, you know, they've been doing this for 10 years. Yeah. So you're right. And, and, but we all communicate through what? Through Twitter. Who's a community, and you know, memes. communicate through Twitter, <laughs> memes, whatever. You never get that kind of context out of it, honestly, when no, it comes to no. something that's posted out there where a lot of people are, are going to be going to for help. So cool. Very good. Um, <laughs> And you know what? For once, I didn't cut you off, did I? And with that, we have uh, come to the end of the show. So thank you very much for watching. Uh, we will see you next week on The Jerick Show. Take care, everyone.